Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy, and you are listening to the podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and of course Star Wars. That's right. This is the Decast. This week we have so much to catch up on, including James Gunn, including Movie Pass, including Christopher Robin, including casting and Jungle Cruise and everything else. That's right. Season two is underway with episode two. This is the official podcast of the Disney Insider. It is the Decast. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Decast, the official podcast of thedizinsider.com. My name is Andy, and with me, as always, is the one, the only, the illustrious, the CEO, the founder of the Diz Insider, the man himself, Skylar Schuler. How are you doing today, Skylar? Oh, I love it. I love it. The founder of the Decast, introducing the founder of the Diz Insider. Yes, yes. Um, and you know what? Hey, everybody, it's now you guys have noticed the last about week and a half, two weeks, we are now the Diz Insider. We mm-hmm. finally made our switch over. Yep. I'm super stoked. Uh, yeah, a lot of big things in the works. A lot of big things. A lot of people have been actually met, uh, messaging me on Twitter, Instagram, where when's the next podcast, what's going on, just getting things situated. Got a whole team like lined up now with the Disney Insider, and I'm trying to get to know everybody online and get things schedules arranged to get more people on here. And then you're, you're just you're working it, you know, trying to get sponsors and, and partnerships and big interviews and, and big stories that we can't talk about. But we yeah, know, and I just thought oh, there's so much going on right now, and all that amongst, you know, I can't go to the movies because sneaking movie pass. I'm mad about it, but yeah. We'll yeah. Talk about that. Oh, man. Movie pass. Movie pass. Gosh. So, movie pass used to be a sponsor of the show. It used to be a sponsor yeah. of the DCAS for like 18 months. And uh, essentially, what has happened is uh, last year, they dropped the DCAS, they dropped everybody. And they're fully really nice because we were making a decent amount of money from them. Probably about anywhere between $1,500 a month from uh, MoviePass. And they got bought out by this uh, huge conglomerate of uh, analytics company type deal. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was they're going to sell this information to studios and the theaters and ask for a cut of the profits. Yada, yada, yada. And it uh, didn't happen. Because I was perfectly fine with paying $45 a month, $50 a month, however much it was, for unlimited movies. Because that forced me to go to the movies. I'm like, I have to get my money's worth. So I go to six, seven, eight movies. Every exactly. thing, just because I'm like, I have to get my money's worth. So it was totally, it was fine, I was fine with that because I was already seeing four or five movies a month, anyways, and I was paying full price. So I was like, this is going to force me to see movies that I wouldn't normally see. It was great. And then out of nowhere, they didn't tell their affiliates, they didn't tell anybody they were, got bought out and dropped the price, which at first it was great. And then a week into that, they dropped all the affiliates because we were making money hand over fist because we got $10 for every person who signed up. So Decast was making like boom, 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 boom. It was great. And then from there, um, <laughs> MoviePass was shut down last week. Uh, didn't work at all. Went to go see Christopher Robin. They blacked it out. Now you can only see three movies a month. And uh, they have, they have, they have, they've, gone, they've gone the route of Uber and they have surge pricing now. And uh, I'm, I'm, the, the Decast and Disney Insider no longer can endorse or, or, or um, we can, yeah, we don't like movie pass sorry yeah there and it's not the the business model is fantastic they went all about it way too wrong mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. their customer service lacks oh it, um, it used to be so good like you you message them on the app and they'd be there in two seconds and they clear up the issue now it's like two or three months it's ridiculous yeah, yeah well that's what happens when you start doing this business that you can't you know you can't expect 
going from 300,000, having great customer service, going to 3 million and not hiring anyone and getting that customer service going. Cause now you have 3 million subscribers. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, an example of what I didn't like is, you know, someone unfortunately tried seeing, I believe it was Ant-Man and the Wasp and it's, Third week, mm-hmm. uh, she said, "Hey, Movie Pass, Ant Man and the Wasp is blacked out. Uh, also has surge pricing. How come that is for movies like that?" And I saw a it almost looked like an automatic response where Movie Pass told the customer that they do they're going to start doing that for the bigger movies. It got me thinking to get on my Movie Pass and kind of double check on that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp, which is weird to me after being out for three weeks, uh, is blacked out uh mission impossible is blacked out yep. um and, and i but i know i started to notice that sorry to bother you was blacked out uh, eighth grade was blacked out uh, yep. all these all these indie movies were blacked out and then it got me thinking well what kind of customer service are you giving to your customer by telling them it's for movies that are you know the hype Mm-hmm. Sorry to bother you. Not d- d- no disrespect. Heard good things about. Sorry to bother you in eighth grade. Heard fantastic things about eighth, eighth grade. grade yeah, actually, I'm see that this week. Um, however, but to tell your customers that that is one of the highest, you know, one of the highest demanded movies is is ridiculous. And it just, I'm I've worked in the customer service industry for. 10 years now, uh, was at the management level before going into my new job now. But the one thing that is built upon a company is your customers and your service. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. MoviePass started to fail at that. And they, yep. you know, they they did some things that might not, not have been the, you know, the most professional. And it, it yep, rubbed yep. me the wrong way. Um, so, yeah, like you said, MoviePass no longer with the decast. Yeah. And uh, I used to we used to sing their praises on the show. But I know I'm actually um, I've been with Cinemark um, connect their connections movie club for a while, which is one movie a month, but 20 percent off. um concessions and there's no like surcharge for ordering your ticket online nice. and i just I, I did that only because i I went enough with my kids i'm like the the 20 actually paid for itself like two times ago with my kids a month so i'm like okay i'll do that and i got the ticket because another thing with movie passes you couldn't buy like advanced tickets for like star sure. wars so i'm like okay i have that for that and now i'm thinking about doing like cinema or something like that just uh there's other yeah ahead, i'm sorry three three between cinemark and Send me a four movies a month and then I'll pay a little extra. I think that'll be good. I, I think. Know. And plus the customer service. And mm-hmm. um, and like and like you said, there's a bunch of theaters now offering that same uh, kind of deal. Cinemark, like you just mentioned, is getting their card rolled out. Um, you know, AMC Stubbs is seeing a yep. their their a list. I believe it's called mm-hmm. uh, is starting to see a rise. So I can't wait to see what happens. Um can't wait to see what's going on, where we go next for our uh, movie movie needs and movie card needs. Because I will say this. The one thing MoviePass did well was it got the movie industry booming again. It got people in theaters that had never been in theaters. In the last um, year, movie viewing has gone up 10 percent, I mean, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where this show goes. Yes. Uh, so let's move on. Um, More bad know. news. Wah, yeah. Wah. So if you're a, listener, a younger listener on the show or you listen with your family, um, the next issue we're going to talk about is probably something you've heard already. But we want to give you that fair mm-hmm, warning mm-hmm. that there is going to be maybe a little bit mature themes in this next topic. We'll, we'll very quickly go over it because maybe Andy and I are not the best at the legal stuff with this, but it, it should be talked about because this is the biggest Marvel news. Um, so if you want to 
you know, mute, mute the uh, decast, tell the kids to go play outside, eat, do whatever. You guys still listen because we love you and we want you to listen. Yes. Or you can let them listen. We're not going to go super into this. So we think we'll be safe, but we want to give you that fair warning. Yes. Uh, it's time to talk about this abrupt firing from uh, James Gunn in regards to Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and the decision has come after the filmmaker tweeted some controversial topics including pedophilia and rape. Yeah. Um, This was in response to the conservative personality uh, Mike whoever his name is and uh, Gunn has been also criticized by other uh, huge conservatives. I don't want to get into politics, but yeah. uh, notable people are like Donald Trump and so on and so forth, which Walt Disney Studios chairman Alan Horn, who's right under Bob Iger, explained the decision in a statement Friday. The offensive attitudes and statements discovered on James' Twitter feed are indefensible and inconsistent with the studio's values. We have severed our business relationship with him. Walt Disney Walt Disney Studios uh Chairman Alan Horde made this statement on Friday. Um, since then, Gunn has come out and stated that many people who have followed his career has viewed himself as, you know, a proactive in making movies, telling jokes. They may be outrageous and taboo. As I've discussed many times, I have developed as a person. So has my work and my humor. He went on to say, it's not to say I'm better, but I am very different than I was a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I try to root my work in love and connection and less in anger. My days uh, saying something just because it's shocking and trying to get a reaction are over. Um, So, yeah, and since then, you know, you've had a lot of people uh, defend him, including the Guardians of the Galaxy, who penned this nice little note. Yep. Uh, Dave Bautista, who has been extremely vocal on Twitter. Big time, yeah. Yeah, stated that he will uh, quit Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 if they don't use James Gunn's script. So, that's something to look out for. Um, I, I, from what I heard personally, this is kind of like, uh, you've, you've read this on my personal uh, account on Twitter, but I have heard James Gunn will meet with Disney. Now, whether or not they hire him is out of the question. We don't know. No yeah. one knows. Yeah. Variety is reporting that there's chances that aren't, but that same outlet also reported a few days before that they are still considering all options. So without getting too much into it, uh, Andy, what are your thoughts? And then I'll well, share mine. Here's the deal. These tweets were, I believe more than five years old. I I believe so. They're more than five years old now. And this was, this was in response. Apparently the, the conservative pundit took his people out there, said, search James Gunn's Twitter feed and find stuff we can use against them. They found it. They put it out there, which, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of work. You know, someone's been on Twitter for a long time to go through all their tweets. That's a lot of work. Exactly. And I mean, I, I was looking at my old Twitter feed from I started Twitter in 2008 and I'm like, oh, gosh, like some of the things I used to tweet were, you know, it was it was 10 years ago. I was young. Oh. I was it just gosh, just like I think we all have been in that I situation. Mean, and this actually prompted me like, you know what? Some of the I used to tweet is kind of offensive. And I got on this app that like deleted everything, you know, basically, yeah, you know, basically a fresh start from like last month. I'm like, I just I'm a different person. I just don't want who I used to be to define who I am now. Um, exactly. Nothing, nothing illegal, nothing or just stuff that was in bad taste, stuff that was, oh, sure. you know, my opinions about social issues and other things have completely changed since 10 years ago. So what he said and tweeted, which we won't repeat the tweets, was no, indefensible, <laughs> disgusting, rude, um, uh, cringeworthy. I mean, you name it. It was those things never should have happened. Uh, you would think the studio would have vetted him a little more 
carefully. Sure. Um, and said, hey, you know, take those down or, you know, we can't hire you because of them, whatever, whatnot. Yeah. And here's the thing. I have seen people on Twitter saying Disney uh, in like in their stories that Disney didn't know at the time. And my thoughts are, excuse me, that's the most disrespectful tweet you can put on there. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of defending James Gunn, but not his tweets, because I totally 100 percent agree with you. But you mean to tell me the biggest corporation in the world, a multi-billion corporation, hired a director named James Gunn, who directed a movie called Slither yeah. and Super, very um, off the wall comedies that were hard R. And you mean to tell me they never searched James Gunn's profile? It's the House of Mouse. Yeah. It's Marvel Studios Guardians of the Galaxy. Despite this these movies being for everyone of all ages, their market is kids, teenagers, mm-hmm. and young adults. That's yeah. their thing. So I just think that's nonsense that the studio didn't know about it. I think the studio made a quick judgment in what they did. I'm not saying they shouldn't have let him go or or shouldn't have fired him, but I my and this is my opinion. I respect the Disney company. We all know that. That's why I run the Disney Center. Yes. But you sit down with James Gunn before you make your ultimate decision. You sit down with him. Yep. You tell him how wrong and disgusting those tweets were and those are in bad taste and should have deleted them long ago, which he did as of this podcast. Yes. But I, they jumped the gun. I think that's the big issue is they jumped the gun. I think the issue is, too, you, you, you juxtapose you know, things that were said on social media, juxtapose that with the John Lasseter situation who was allowed to go on, you know, sabbatical leave of absence. And then he's mm-hmm. able to kind of slowly fade into the night. We've all kind of forgot about him. Probably still pulling a check. And so, and then you got, you know, the Roseanne situation again, ABC, a subsidiary of Disney. So what, you know, she put things on Twitter, but she actually said those things like here and now and dug her feet in. And so, whereas James Gunn has apologized, Numerous times online. I yeah. I I see where Disney's come from and they they ha- they cannot let those things slide, but was this the right answer? I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I don't and that's, know. that's the honest answer. And let's before we move on, I I I, I wanna uh, see, I don't even know if I want to get into it on this show. We'll talk offline about this topic between <laughs> us. Uh let's get into some uh lighter news. Lady and the Tramp is starting to form a cast. Ooh, yes. Justin Justin Thoreau. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone knows him as the, the animated villain of the Lego Ninjago movie, which is actually pretty funny. Uh, as well as Ashley Jensen and Sam Elliott, who I love, mm-hmm. have joined the Lady and the Tramp remake. Justin Thoreau will play Tramp. Uh, fun fact, Chris Evans was looked at for the role. Ashley Jensen will play uh, kind of the jock role. It's a gender swap jock, so the character's name is Jackie. And then we have Sam Elliott playing the most perfect role, and that is Trusty, a police dog. What do you think of the cast? It works. It works for me. Um, I'm still. I'm. I'm. I'm really more curious about this movie. How they're going to animate it? How is it going to be? Is it going to be CGI with live action? How are they going to capture the actors' faces? And put them in the personalities of the, of, of the dogs. And so I'm a little like, I don't know. I'm still on the movie itself. I'm still a little like, eh, I'll, I'll feel a lot better once Lion King comes out. Oh, I, I do apologize. Uh, Kiersey Clemens uh, also cast in the film. I, I, totally I, I just that. pushed that. I just pulled that one up too. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, Kiersey Clemens uh, playing Darling in a uh, racially changed uh, role, which is awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. Not another fun fact on that, Janelle Monet was looked at. Mm-hmm. And I loved me some Janelle Monet. But I'm fine with Kiersey Clemens. I haven't seen enough of her. Yeah, I, I honestly hadn't heard of her until today. Not today, but when you wrote it, when, when the article went, pu- went public. So, uh, yeah. I have- it's interesting. She was she was supposed to be Iris West in Flash. I believe she's still attached to that film, but she's going to play Iris West. Nice, nice, nice. Um, yeah, but I don't. I I'm still very wary. Jungle Jungle Book was good, um, and so I'll have a lot more things to say once I see Lion King. So I'm just kind of like. But then you had, you know, Christopher Robin this past weekend, which was just amazing. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I, I'm still I'm just still very wary about how they're going to do this. Uh, yeah, with Lady and Tramp. Yeah, I mean the budget is supposed to be a decent amount. I mean they're going to take their time with it. I think, but. Who knows? It's it's so weird it, to me doing a Lady and the Tramp live action CGI mm-hmm. remake. It's almost like doing the Aristocats. And yeah, as much as I, I'm excited for the Lady and the Tramp remake. I mean, Disney has done a decent job with these remakes, but like it. I don't movies with talking animals have well, not been notoriously good. Well, I, 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 I get I get flashbacks to like Beverly Hills Chihuahua which is Disney and Air yes. Buddies, which is Disney and I'm like yes. and those are great films for the Disney Channel you know I mean, how many Air Buddies movies are there now like I think there's a different one like every two months now on the Disney Channel it's ridiculous um, that'd be great for the streaming service so this I just get like I remember when Beverly Hills Chihuahua came out though it was the highest grossing film that weekend because it happened the it came out the weekend that the stock market crashed um, during the Great Recession. Oh, interesting. So it was really like a huge that. deal. People just wanted a happy-go-lucky movie, so they went and saw Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Boy, oh boy, and they ended up going on to make three of those uh, lovely films. Yes, yes, yes. Man, yes. I, I, I get flashbacks of that. I'm like, Ugh. No, 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 you're not alone. Trust me. I I couldn't agree more. Like, doing Aristocats one, I'm thinking, like, you know, Nine Lives, which is, you know, horrible on so many levels, not just who they cast, but, you know, other reasons, too, but... Uh, anyways, so yeah. I, you know, I totally agree. Let's move on to uh, some more live action remake news. Ooh. Jason Scott Lee. Oh man, what a national treasure he is. If you don't know who Jason Scott Lee is, I think Disney fans, hardcore Disney fans, not like your average Disney fans, your hardcore Disney fans will know him as Mowgli in the live action Jungle Book from 1994. <laughs> yes. yes, Jason Scott Lee. I'm sure he's been in a lot of better films over the years mm-hmm. but no jungle book you're Mowgli, so yeah. he's gonna play the one of the villains in mulan alongside crystal Liu. oh no 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 crystal Liu's mulan i meant excuse me i meant gong lee uh, he's playing a character named bori khan a warrior leader who is intent on avenging his father's death so uh, I, I I like the idea of this remake. I like that it's different because why every Mulan adaptation has been different. So who cares? People are still throwing a fit about this because it's not going to be musical. Which, oh, where's the music? You know, it's like who cares? Like no, you it, can't. It, it, yeah, it bogs my mind. The people on the internet who are like, oh my gosh, why can't Disney be different and do something different? And then they. They want to do Mulan, but they want to do something different. And then everyone's like, why can't it be faithful? Why can't it be faithful? Keep it faithful like, to the original. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't you just argue that this live action remake should, you know, or should be different or, or film should be different? It's yeah. just crazy to me. So 
I love the idea of a brand new Mulan story. And Mushu will be in it. I don't know who this guy is on, on the internet. I don't know if you guys are fans of Twitter, but on Twitter, there's a guy on social media saying Mushu's not going to be in it and just stating all these facts why Mulan will bomb, which is crazy to me. Is that the same guy who was, you know, telling us, you know, how bad, you know, episode eight was going to be and. They're all the same. They're a hodgepodge of trolls. Oh, you gotta love the trolls. Anyways. What do you uh, think? Uh, I, I, I love the film. I love that. I love the films being made. I love that they're not making it a musical. And I get really upset over it. People are just kind of throwing fits about, oh, it's not, it's not faithful to the original. I'm like, th- th- we need to move on. Like, if and when, it's, it, it's really exactly. more a matter of when they do the Poca- Pocahontas live action remake, they better make that thing freaking historically accurate because that thing. The animated film is beautiful as it is, and the message is pretty good um, for the most part. Mo- for the most part, um, I know. they need to. It's just so historically inaccurate that it's insulting to First Nations people, to Don Smith, to it's just it needs to be updated. And they didn't help at all with the the, the straight to VHS sequels on that either. So I know. I know. When they do a live action, I want his historic, more historically accurate live action remake of Pocahontas. Um, so, I mean, cause if they don't, it's going to be the same kind of outcry. So things need to change. Same thing that happened with beating the beast. They, they added some scenes. They, you know, they put a gay character in there and people are freaking out. It's like who cares? It does not matter. I want different story. And Maleficent. I think the, it's a little bit of a different take because they actually changed, like completely changed Disney canon. I still enjoyed the movie. Um, it didn't bother me, but I understand why it bo- Maleficent itself bothered some people. And sure. I'm not a huge fan of the fact that they're doing a second Maleficent, but we got to remember that movie, that film made $750 million at the box exactly. office. So they're going to make a second one. Uh, my feeling is it's going to be like Alice in Wonderland 2. It's going to kind of just bomb. That's my feeling exactly. on it. But Disney, I love you. Please don't hate me. Um, so I, this movie is going to do well. This movie is going to do. This movie is going to crush it. I, I. Oh yeah, movie, I agree. This movie will make three quarters of a billion dollars worldwide. I, I think it'll get there. Yep, I Easy. think so. Easy, I think so. I agree. Uh, let's go on to some Star Wars news. No, there's a bunch of castings which you could check out on the Diz Insider, but I mm-hmm. really want to touch on two castings in particular. That's Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher confirmed for Episode Nine. Ooh, um, they are going to bring uh, Carrie Fisher back via old. Footage. This will be interesting. Um, this will be very interesting. Exactly. Um, now, is this some this CGI is, face, you know, I don't Admiral think Tarkin so. stuff? I hope not. That was horrible. Yeah, this was. is what J.J. Abrams had to say. He's a uh, director of The Force Awakens and the upcoming Episode 9, which is currently untitled. And uh, we desperately loved Carrie Fisher. Who didn't? Finding a truly satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga without her eluded us. We were going to recast or use a CG. We were never going to recast or use a CG character with the support and blessing from her daughter, Billy, we have find, found a way to honor Carrie's legacy and role as Leia in Episode 9 by using unseen footage we shot in Episode 7. And there's reports they're using uh, footage from Episode 8, too, so that's interesting. That that was uh, news that just came out a few days after this. Yeah, yep. um, so, really quick, let's because we still got so much to talk about. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Is it good that Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher are coming back? Is it bad? Uh, Mark, uh, Mark Hamill, definitely a good thing. Um, we'll have the Force Ghost. You know, we've we, obviously we, we had the return of the Force. For, hey, I can't talk today. I'm on the radio. I can't talk. Uh, we had the return of the Force Ghost, of course, with Yoda, and we'll see more of that. 
I'm hoping to see, honestly, I'm hoping to see Anakin. I'm, I, I really, I love the Force Ghost. Uh, so we're going to see, we're going to see Mark Hamill. We'll see Luke Skywalker. We might see some flashbacks, um, of a, a younger Luke. I think that's good. You know, Obi-Wan never really left the series. Um, Yoda's obviously never left. It's just, that's the way the Force works. That's the way it's worked through all, even the expanded universe. They're there. They're affecting the reality that, that these guys live in. So it would make sense. Um, I mean, we had Obi-Wan after he died in episode four, immediately talking, you know, to Luke and, you know, through, you know, when he was flying the X-Wing. So it makes sense that we're going to get Luke talking to Ray, you know, and plus he did promise, you know, spoiler alert, episode eight, he did promise that um, if Ben was to strike him down in anger, that he would never leave him. Like he would always be, always be there, like keep haunting him, you know, so it it, it makes, it makes sense. So, you know, Ben's got, I think what we're going to see is him. Luke working with Ray as she continues her training and also kind of him haunting um, Kylo, Kylo Ren, um, Ben Solo, which will be awesome. I'm wondering if Ben Solo will turn. Uh, but yeah, as far as Leia goes, there was lots of talk about the CGI, which I think the CGI worked for Tarkin for me in Rogue One. Didn't work for the old Leia character. Blech, no which, way. Which... Oh, I can argue with you on that one. I, all I, day. I like the Tarkin one. The, the he looked le- like a video game character. Yeah, I think the, the only only point it looked weird to me is when he moved because the shadows and light. Oh, you mean what humans supposed to, what humans do? <laughs> when he moved, like when he walked forward, not not just like moved his face, but like when he oh. walked forward, like the the lighting was off, and I don't think there's any way you could really capture that perfectly. I see. I think Marvel does it fantastic every time. Oh, I thought it looked great. But there, there's ways, there, yeah, yes, but there's there's ways they Marvel has a way of filming and doing things where the quality doesn't seem as high. So we'll tie stuff like that. Doesn't it's complicated? Um, so, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, Carrie Fisher. Oh, so Carrie Fisher, yeah. Um, it would have it would have been tragic to see them use CGI. Or there was talk about Meryl Streep. Um, being recast to take the role, which I actually would have been okay with, but Disney knew perfectly well that the vast majority of Star Wars fans would not have been okay with that. I think Carrie would have been okay with that because her and Meryl were really good friends, and if there was anyone who to take the role from her, uh, I think Carrie would have wanted Meryl Streep to take it. I, I said this on a previous decast. Carrie or Carrie Fisher picked Meryl Streep personally to play her in a movie, a semi-biographical movie about her life. Can never remember the name of it, but that's true. Yeah, so it would have worked. Totally would have worked. Um, but if the footage is there and they can they can make a good story around the footage right. from episode seven and eight, do it. Go for it. That's why you film extra stuff, especially in a series like that. Um, I just hope it's not too obvious. Like, they, like, with costuming and other things, it's not too obvious. Exactly. Like, oh, well, they didn't really. Well, that's when, yeah, that's from that scene. The, JJ Smart. Um, I, I have concerns about the film because if you've watched Lost, um, he knows how to get the plane in the air, but he doesn't know how to land it. Pun intended. I totally agree. He, that man, the ending of Lost just was like, so the last season or two was just, ugh. Anyways, but like the first two seasons got me so wrapped up. Anyways, so I'm a little concerned, but I think Disney, after I liked episode eight, I understand the issues. I think the I think it was a mistake to cast a different director um, and have and allow him to take things in such a drastic different tone and and direction. I still like the film. I still love the film, but I understand the issues. So 
I don't think Disney's going to let him do too much out of the norm. Um, because, you know, right now, Star Wars, not, not, well, Solo didn't do that well. Let's just be honest. I think, did, did Solo end up losing money? I think it did. I, you know what? It might have. I don't know for sure. It, it'll, um, it'll probably, after, after Blu ray and DVD, it'll probably break even. Um, it's possible. I can't tell you on the spot right now. No one went and saw it. Which it was so it was, good. It was so good, which is really disappointing. And I, I love that film, but no one went and saw it. And people say, oh, it's, you know, it's Star Wars fatigue. I get that to a point, but like how many Marvel films are we getting this year? So, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's a different franchise. People are used to having three films, two, three years apart and then nothing Two, you know, three films, two and three years apart, then nothing. But now we're getting we've had four films in four years. So it's like, ugh, exactly. Uh, wait, five films. Well, no, four, no, four. We're coming up on four, five. So four. Four. And now we're getting a series and, you know, John Favreau, which that looks awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool with it. I think it's good uh, as a lifelong Star Wars fan that they're going to use her. I just hope it doesn't take away from the story at all. That's I just totally me. agree. I agree 100 uh, percent. Let's talk about some uh, a little bit of small news before we get into our last couple uh, big news pieces. Let's talk about Trader Sam appearing in Disney's Jungle Cruise. Well, talk uh, about Jungle Cruise like. Did you did you see that trailer? Oh, that's right, that's the right. Trailer. The logo and the trailer. Oh yeah, we gosh. do have that. Let's talk about it both. Okay. Um, let's start with Trader Sam being either a male or female. Are you okay with it? Fine. Yeah. Same. Matter to me. Trader Samantha. Who cares? The trader. As long as, long as you're culturally respectful, I don't yes, care. Which that Please. ride? I'm 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 hoping that after this film comes out, they do a little a little. Little PC updating on that because it is. I go through it now. And I'm like, it's funny. Like oh, some of this stuff's a little bit offensive. Just me. Just me. Yeah. No. No. I hear you. Maybe they'll put the rock in there or something. Um, the trailer. What you <laughs> think of the? I shouldn't even say trailer. Teaser. Uh, the promotional Promot- teaser yeah. with a glimpse of the logo, which looks awesome. Very tiki vibe and oh man, super cool. Uh, loved it. Uh, I love how how Dwayne Johnson looks. I love how Emily Blunt looked. Um, the excitement around it. This film is just going to be fun. I don't think they're going to be taking it too seriously. I think it's got a, a, a really Jumaji feel to it, but it's going to be very respectful and true to the attraction, which is important. Um, yeah, I just hope we don't get 17 of these like Pirates of the Caribbean, which we can talk about here soon. Um, which, oh. Yeah. But but The Rock, though, I'll watch anything The Rock is in. I mean, oh, heck, yes. I, I started watching wrestling because The Rock. And when he stopped wrestling, I stopped watching wrestling because The Rock because it was The Rock. So, yeah, and, no, I, I so I like the look. Dwayne Johnson looks fantastic. Emily Blunt's a beauty and she could be in anything. The Disney company loves working her, with her. It's her third time with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been looked at for Marvel roles in the past. Disney will continue to work with Emily Blunt. Um, Dwayne's the most likable guy in, you know, in the entertainment industry working right now. So it's yep. just insane. Um, I want a Tiki universe now, like a Disneyland Tiki universe. So I, if this movie does well, hear me out. I want an enchanted tiki room movie set in a, that same universe. Um, but the enchanted tiki room, let's not say talking birds, but let's say the enchanted tiki room is an area that these characters need to go and discover. Then you give me a Bengal barbecue movie starring <laughs> me and, uh, that would be delicious. And then, uh, yeah, just give me, give me the, give me these Disney movies. Well, love you, Disney. Now, if they would just do a film about the Indiana Jones ride, man, I'd be totally set for Adventure. <laughs> oh, come on now. Nah. How, old, how old Harrison Ford? He'll be 90 when the oh, movie comes gosh. out. Gosh. Yeah. I remember the first episode of the DCAST ever, we talked about how Harrison Ford had just been cast for episode seven 
of Star Wars. And can he really, you know, we joked around, you know, his, his AARP card, he's, you know, 70 plus years old. How's he going to do this? And that's the fact that we're still talking about it. hundred and what, 65 episodes later. Like, gosh, exactly. Mm -hmm. all right, here's some news that I never thought I'd talk about ever again. Uh, National Treasure director John Turtletop, who oh, has his movie no. The Meg coming out. Oh, yes. No. He's, he says a few words about um, why National Treasure why National Treasure 3 hasn't been greenlit. Uh, about to take a deep breath because this is a long one. When National Treasure first got made, there was a lot of money to go around. Everybody got paid nicely, I bet. Uh, the problem with getting the third one made isn't the people who are getting paid saying, I'm not doing it unless you pay me a lot. It's really that Disney feels that they have other films they want to make that they think will make more money. I think they're wrong. Guess what, John Turtletop? You're probably not going to get worked with again. Mm -hmm. I think they're right about the movies they're making. They're obviously doing a really good job and making great films. I just think this would be one of them. They don't quite realize how much the Internet is begging for a third national treasure. And Andy, let me start off by saying, uh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, they were talking to Collider. And um, who is asking? No one asked for the second one. I mean, gosh, oh, they're in. The first one was enjoyable. The second one had its moments. Here's the thing. Nicolas Cage is in a box office draw. Disney realizes that John Turtletop is actually a, a good director. I like John Turtletop. Him saying that this is one that could make money mm. is crazy. Mm. Uh, I don't think there's an audience for National Treasure 3. I'm sorry, Nicolas Cage. I want to see a resurgence from you, but you've kind of put yourself in a hole. Nick, um, don't get me started on it. I mean, he's. He's freak, he freaking did the reboot of the Left Behind movie. I mean, oh, like repri reprising, Man, reprising the, the role of Kirk Cameron. Like, come on. So yeah, Left Behind, ugh, Ghost Rider movies, gross. Uh, anyways, I uh, love me some Diane Kruger, uh, who played the female uh, protagonist. She can get my number whenever she wants to give me a call. <laughs> and uh, here's the thing. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go into the situation, but my brother met Justin Bartha, who plays Nicolas Cage's sidekick in the film. Mm -hmm. Very extremely rude. Not surprised. Yeah, so I was very unhappy. So I don't. I, I have no hope for a National Treasure three. Do I think they'll remake it for the Disney streaming service? Absolutely. Make, make a Guaranteed. National Treasure series, like a TV series. Oh yeah, I'd be cool with that. Maybe that you're not getting. A, there's no way you're getting a National Treasure three. I am so sorry to tell everyone this, unless you recast mm -hmm. National Treasure remake or, like you said, a series on the uh, streaming service. It's the only way. So and if they recast it, I, I would love to see a, uh, a woman of color taking Nick Cage's role. I think that'd be amazing. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Just saying, putting it out there. That would be cool. All right. Some more news to talk about. Let's talk about Incredibles 2 and what it has done at the box office. One billion dollars. Not yeah. only that. That's the story. It's the fastest animated movie to get to a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. uh, the film is already Pixar's highest grossing domestically. Mm -hmm. And it's literally only behind Finding Dory and Toy Story 3 as Pixar's greatest of all time or highest grossing worldwide of all time. Yeah. And it's going to pass that here in the next couple of weeks. So Pixar is having a party right now. Yep. We already know how the movie is. Congratulations, Pixar. Can't wait for what you got next after Toy Story 4. Um, yeah, that's uh, Toy Story yeah, 4. I'm, I'm cool. Congratulations. Are you, are you excited about Toy Story 4? Uh I can't. Here's the thing. It's hard not to be excited because they have been so good. It's Disney's best franchise in terms of consistent films. 
Um, do I want a Toy Story 4? Not really, but I'm cool with it. We'll have to see. It's all eyes are going to be on Pete Doctor. I mean, he's not directing the movie, but now he's the chief creative officer. It's all eyes are going to be on him moving forward with Pixar. So, yeah, yeah. We'll see. What about you? Uh, Toy Story 4? No, uh, I don't want it. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, uh, I, w- I was very skeptical before. And then with all the shakeups at Pixar, I just think it was the wrong decision. I think given that the, the story could have lived on in the shorts and the specials, Halloween specials, Christmas specials, the shorts they were doing, I think with the streaming, streaming service coming out, you could have had not a series, but just a consistent, you know, every few, every holiday have a new short or something, you know? Yeah, I, can, I, I agree with that. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't think I, they, it wrapped up so beautifully. And granted with these toys, they're toys. Andy grows up, goes into a new family. You know, these toys are obviously, you know, especially if you listen to Super Carlin Brothers, they were some of these toys, like Woody especially, were, you know, his parents, Andy's parents' toys that were passed along, so on and so forth. So there's 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 room there. I get that, but it was just ended so well. I'm not saying that, that it would take away, but I think for some people it would if Toy Story 4 comes out. I don't even call it Toy Story 4, I call it some Toy Story something else, you know, with Bonnie. You know, Bonnie's sure. bedroom. I don't know something, but you know, Bonnie's playhouse. Whatever. Don't call it Bonnie's Toy Story Four. Playhouse. I don't know. Just That's don't call, don't call it. I Toy want Story it to be 4. Bonnie's Playhouse now. You kind of ended that. So once again, congratulations, Pixar. <laughs> uh, we can't wait to see Bonnie's Playhouse next year in theaters sometime in the summer. You heard it here first, Pixar. You did. You did. We got a couple more topics before we talk about a fantastic movie. Uh, fantastic we're going to talk four? about Peter Pan, possibly Please. heading to the streaming service. Here's what we know. Good decision. Peter Pan is possibly headed to the streaming service. Ta-da. Yeah. Reese, Withers- Reese Witherspoon, from what I'm hearing, may come back for because she was attached to the Tinkerbell movie, which they are not doing right now. Not because Disney no 2 cares. Studios is gone forever and no one's complaining about it. Um, yeah. So I heard Reese Witherspoon might use this as a vehicle for her character in the film. Film might head to the streaming service. I'm cool with it. Here's why. Low risk, high reward. Yep. First, Peter Pan live action movies have been pretty bad. Yep. They, they all have. They've, Look, they've all been pretty uh, hook, bad. Hook, 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 hook. They've all been pretty bad. Hook. They've all been pretty no, bad. No, I'm sorry. You, no. Hook is a so, classic. Hey, you get so mad at me because it's Robin Williams and no, it's Hook. It's, and, no, I, I, Hook was a classic and it, do not do not ruin my childhood. Now, granted. Pan okay. was, Pan was off. Live Pan action Peter Okay, live action Peter Pan movies except for some people who enjoy Hook like Andy have been bad. Two. No, that's not true. Second thing, Disney's never tackled a live action Peter Pan and they see that they have failed at the box office, so if they're going to take that high reward, it makes sense to put it on the streaming service where the risk is low because it's their own streaming service. And plus, I mean, you know too cuz you have a young son, um Pete and the Neverland Pirates. How well does that do? Oh, it's does really well for yeah, the for like, the, uh, for the Disney Channel. For the Disney Channel, yeah, it does really well. My kids are still obsessed with it, and it has Peter Pan just kind of in there as cameos. They know the property, the uh, the intellectual property is very is very sm- is very hot still, especially on TV. Oh, exactly. So, I agree with the, everything you just said except for the hook stuff. <laughs> oh man, we'll we'll report more as soon as we get on it. Stay tuned with the Diz Insider. Mm-hmm. And now let's talk about a topic that I love to talk about, but I hate to talk about for two completely different reasons. And that is my guilty pleasure franchise, Pirates of the Caribbean 6. 
which is moving forward. Actually, these are this is coming from our friends over at Omega Underground via Geeks Worldwide, and they're a super cool site. The people who run the uh, site are really good. They are uh, they're 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 actually really their their strong suit is staying on top of production details, which mm-hmm. is awesome. So they're according to them, director Joe Chimroning, who directed the Pirates Five: Dead Men Tell No Tales, is expected to return to the film. However, from what we've learned, uh, his directing partner Espen Sandberg is not returning. Um, he's also not directing Maleficent Two with him. Joe Chimroning directed the fifth one with Sandberg, and they also uh, directed their they're kind of their breakout hit, Contiki. Um, a script is being worked on by uh, Ted Elliott, Teddy Rose, uh, Rosario, Jeff Nathanson, who have all worked for the Disney company for quite a long time and are working on projects like The Lion King and stuff like that. Uh, another thing that we know exclusively here with the Disney Insider is that Kaya Scodelaria, who we would go on – spoiler alert. If you haven't seen it, sh- shame on you. Um, Kaya Scodelaria, whose character would end up being the daughter of Barbosa, she's con- uh, contracted to another film. Uh, it's not known if she or past actors will indeed return, but they are contracted. Uh, these movies are still making money. Dead Men Tell No Tales did not bomb at the box office. It made no. the studio bank, especially yeah. on Memorial Day weekend. Over three which, quarters of a billion. So yeah, you have nuts. the sequel, unfortunately. Um, here's here's the thing that kind of throws a wrench in this whole franchise. Like I said, I like the pirate movies. I like the world they built. Mm-hmm. It's time to start over. And reboot reboot oh. it. Well, here's I, actually, you don't even need to start over. You could just tell a brand new story in this huge world you've already created. Mm-hmm. Um, Johnny Depp, man, he he's in the news way too much yeah. for scrutiny behind the scenes. The Hollywood Reporter tonight released. This is as of this recording. The Hollywood Reporter, and they're one of the biggest trades in the planet. Yep. Uh, on the planet, excuse me. They dropped an article stating his movie that he was shooting in which he punched someone in the face yeah. is now being pushed off the release date. As it should be. Um, um, lot, it's very touchy subject with Jack Sparrow. There's a lot – or Johnny Depp. There's a lot of people who defend this guy. Um, I really don't like getting into it. But, you know, I, I've just seen enough to where I'm like, all right, Disney, it's time to stop working with this actor. It's yeah. time to move on. The characters, I think the character's done. I think people are starting to feel the fatigue with the character. Well, and they, not, the character in every film since he started doing this, he's play, He's kind of that whole, you know, Jack Sparrow. This has kind of come out, whether it's been you know Mad Hatter or or the, the you know the Big Bad Wolf or whatever. It's kind of it feels very you know feels very Johnny Depp, not very you know Jack Sparrowy. So. And but you know, now he's in the, the Fantastic Beast movies, which I'm not okay with, but I still want to see those movies. Um, but I, I'm not okay with him being in it. But yeah, for so he's such a fantastic actor, especially look at his early stuff. I, I just I just rewatched Chuck a lot, uh, which is a, a Academy Award winning film in I want to say 2001, 2000, 2001. It won Best Picture. Such a beautiful part he played in that film. I love that film, but. You know, in other movies, you know, Edward Scissorhands, you know, tons of other stuff. You know, even like freaking 21 Jump Street, like, it was amazing. Man, we're giving Johnny Depp a whole lot of spotlight on this show. But he, um, he's kind of turned into a, um, not just a jerk, but very concerning behavior. Um, Actually, towards, you put that really well. That's a great word to, uh, that's a great statement. Concerning behavior. Nothing's been proven, but I always want to give the benefit of the doubt to the people who are bringing the issues forward to the accusers. Sure. 
um, domestic violence issues, issues on set, issues with promoters, issues with agents, um, issues with studios, issues on set. So he's he's a fantastic actor. He is talented. It's time to take him down a notch. And I'm sorry people are going to like that. Oh, uh, oh, preach into the choir. But preach into the choir, Andy. Yeah, yes. he, he's just. He's gotten too much into his head. He hasn't put out that Academy Award, you know, caliber, no, no, caliber nomination film stuff in a long time. And I'm just tired of him seeing seeing him play the same part for the last, what, 2000, oh, oh. 2001s when the first one came out. So, gosh, for the last 17 years. Yeah, it's funny. I'm right. reminded of this because this, this weekend I went to Reno and uh, I actually saw the first parts of the Caribbean for the first time. And I went to the same theater I went to in Reno. I saw that. And I remembered how magical that was and how every parts of the Caribbean film after that sucked. So anyways. Oh, I like the fifth one. Uh, I have a guilt. OK, third one is my guilty pleasure. I have so much fun with the third one. I liked the fifth one because I thought it was kind of they did their best to try and go back to the first one's magic. And it didn't work. It's just time to start a new story in that universe. That's all. I agree. I agree. No, yeah, so I, I want to hear about Carlos. Care. I want to hear about Carlos. You know, his wife's sitting there telling you, know, Carlos, don't be chicken. You know, Oh, we want that movie. I, I want, I want we'll parts, of the, parts of the Caribbean dinner table. Yeah. Carlos. Let's call it Carlos. Oh, love it. Make <laughs> it happen. Disney. OK, last topic. There's a wonderful, beautiful film in theaters right now. Called Christopher Robin. Yes. Let's talk about it really quick. Um, uh, yeah, um, I didn't cry yeah. at all. Yeah, no, no, we didn't cry. Um, we don't cry here on the decast. No, no, it was. Um, my gosh, that film was good. Like, oh, I, I had I had some structural issues with it, um, some pacing issues, especially in the middle. Second act was a little dragged a little bit for me. But gosh, Hugh McGregor did an excellent job. All the voice acting was excellent. The the the, the Pooh was an actual stuffed animal. Eeyore, Tigger. All like actual real stuffed animals. It wasn't I, I'm just, I'm from what I understand. Tell me if I'm wrong on this. They didn't use too much CGI on like poo. Am I correct? No, they used onset puppets. Uh, onset puppets. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I oh. mean, of course, they used a little bit of CGI. Like for rabbit and um, owl with CGI. That was yeah, but the rest obvious. of them. No. The rest of them. No. Um. Gosh, Haley Haley Atwell and and oh, the, Bronte Carmichael the, um, was the absolutely, absolutely amazing. Um, as, as uh, Christopher Robin's daughter the, and Brad Garrett okay. and gosh, yeah, the sorry. voice acting was so good. Brad Garrett was the perfect casting mm-hmm. for Eeyore, by the way. Yeah, he was. Um, I love the film. Loved it. I gave it an eight out of ten on um, my review on the Disney Insider. I thought structurally they could have done some things different in the middle. Where I felt like they were just kind of drudging up old stuff. Like it was, you know, basically Christopher Robin and Pooh having a therapy session for 20, 30 minutes. Yeah, it gets a little gloomy. I wouldn't say this is for all families yeah but it's a it's such a good movie it's kid friendly but there's some it gets a little gloomy at some point and and things right as i'm like okay this is starting to drag and that's when it picked up like i'm like okay guys christopher robin was uh i mean christopher robin ewan mcgregor as christopher robin was great he was such a good casting yes yeah he had that magic with Pooh once they started you know once the the movie started becoming more lighthearted um that was fantastic did you like the end credit scene (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, wasn't that fantastic? Oh, with um, um, Rob, Rob, that was a Robert Sherman, not Robert Sherman. It was um, Richard, Richard Sherman. Yes, 
Uh, Richard Sherman in there, uh, who I just I love Richard Sherman. He's just uh, he's a it's he's a living Disney the man legend. behind the music of Disney. Yes, so. That was that was hilarious. I'm always cracked up how people don't stay. And it's funny, my kids know like this is a Disney owned film. They, my, literally, my five year old daughter, this is a Disney owned film. We have to stay through the end. Like That's she knows if it's if it's owned by Disney, they may not always. Marvel, they always. But they we may stay not just in case. That, that hasn't been the case with Star Wars yet. I'm waiting for the day when they put something in Star Wars. But so I don't know the budget on this movie, and I know it's already made thirty million dollars worldwide. Here, uh, this is the, my next question to you. It's not getting a release in China, which is huge. Yeah. But it's getting Asian release, so Japan will get it. And yeah. Other countries will get it. Christopher Robin, do we see a sequel? Uh, I think it's set up perfectly for a sequel. I think um, we can we can move on having and then having Madeline as, you know, who was Christopher's daughter, the new one. Yeah. Kind of like a, like, like a Bonnie, you know, almost take the toys and, you know, living, you know, having their own adventures, living, having their own adventures. I think that'd be great. I think it'd be great to have, you know, Christopher Robin character be a, a girl now, which would be awesome and to move on. But you still have that ethos on that mythos of Christopher Robin there in the background. He knows what's going on. Exactly. I, th- I, I think you do. The, the, China is a big issue because images of Winnie the Pooh have been outlawed in China um, because Xi um, Jinping, um, the president yeah, of China, the, the communist head of the Communist Party, there, um, he they, they they use images of Winnie the Pooh to criticize the president and. So he's very sensitive to things like Wayne the Pooh. So this film, Christopher Robin, has been outlawed in China, which is one of the biggest markets outside of North America and Europe. So, yeah. Hey, I, uh, I, 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 hey, you know what? China, you're missing out. Yeah, yeah. You're missing I mean, out on the magic that is Wayne the Pooh. No, th- USA, we will suck all that up. We I love think, it. I think it's still going to Hong Kong. Um, yeah. Oh, interesting. Because um, Hong Kong is still it's China, but it's not yet. Uh, it's going to go in all the surrounding areas, of course, and you know people will be able to pirate it, which is not good for Disney. Unfortunately, it will happen. So people need to see this movie. You need to see this film. Um, I'm curious about how it's going to do in other parts of the world. I am not thrilled with the fact that it didn't come out number one. Um, it had I, stiff competition. Yeah, it had which, a Mila Kunis comedy, which didn't look good. Mm-hmm. It had Mission Impossible Fallout, which I couldn't see. Week. I couldn't see. I wasn't going to pay. I wasn't going to pay. I paid money to see Christopher Robin because Movie Pass blocked me out. I wasn't going to see movies. See, I wasn't going to pay money to see a seventh installment of freaking Mission Impossible, which I heard is awesome, though. It is, and I probably will end up going to see it once. Mama Mia, here we go again, which is rolling. You still, yeah, Hotel Transylvania three, which for the second time. Why, Sony? I saw and the it. Equalizer I, I, 2. I saw it. Can you believe how many, uh, kind of before we we end it, can you believe how many sequels are in theaters right now? It's uh, a trend in Hollywood. Yeah. Watch this, watch this. Do we want to see the sequel to Jurassic World? Do we want to see the sequel to Sicario? Do we want to see the sequel to The Incredibles? Do we want to see the sequel to Ant-Man? Do we want to see the sequel to Hotel Transylvania? Do we want to see the sequel to The Equalizer? Wait, how about Mamma Mia? Or, hey, what about Mission Impossible? Oh, it's just insane. Not, I love sequels, don't get me wrong, especially if they're good. And there's some there's some good ones in here. Incredible 2 was amazing, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but, man, that is a lot. 
But hey, good good on Christopher Robin. Yeah. Uh, my really quick, my thoughts. It's a beautiful movie. I think it's a, a like I my thoughts have been. It's a a film for families of all ages. Uh, I think under the age of five is where you kind of draw the line. Yep. Um, it's so much fun. Disney did a great job. I can't wait to you know see where they go from here. I agree. Yeah, um, I love I, not enough good things to say about this film. I know we were in the Disney Insider chat, which all our writers chat on. Uh, we were raving about this film. Very, they do a very good job of emotionally drawing you in, getting you excited, getting you a lot of tears, a lot of tears, um, good tears, happy tears. But gosh, it, it go see it. You need to go see this in theaters. Um, perfect date movie too. So you know, I think perfect date. Wonderful. Movie. Yes, perfect. And it's good for kids over the age of five. So that's just me. agreed. All right. Well, I think that does it for this week's episode of the Decast, mm-hmm. Andy. Since you're the pro at closing this out, just like you do opening it. Why don't you close us out, Mr. Founder? Okay, well, guys, thanks for listening to uh, episode two of season two of the Decast. Want to make sure you guys follow us on all the various social media networks. Just uh, go to thedizinsider.com and you'll find all our social links. Thedecast.com is going to redirect there pretty soon. And pretty much we're going to be a part of the Diz Insider. We are the official podcast of the Diz Insider. We still have a Twitter handle and everything. Uh, but I do want to promote this. We had a Decast Facebook group. I switched over to the Diz insider facebook group just search the diz insider on facebook you'll find the group and then one of our several moderators who are also all of our writers will uh, accept you we just want to make sure you're not like a russian troll or bot or something like that you know coming in there you know saying like peter pan sucks or something like that exactly um just a place for we, we post everything all the content that's going up on the diz insider on the decast but also a great and safe place we have like you know five or six moderators to discuss our love of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars. Um, and you can also follow me on all the various social media networks at Andy Herndon. And uh, Skylar, how can people find you? You guys can find me all over the internet at the Diz Insider. Like Andy said, check out the DizInsider.com. Uh, you know, sad to see Disney film facts go, but I think we're growing and this is becoming something bigger than what we both expected. Uh, Andy and I are going to announce some new stuff coming very soon yes. uh, that we've been talking about in the uh uh, before the show uh, so maybe by the next show we might hear some cool news we're keeping our fingers crossed yes. uh, got a lot of great things coming on the website pretty soon uh, you can also find me all over social media at Skylar HXC uh, and aside from that thank you guys so much make sure you check out the DizInsider.com for all the latest of your Disney Pixar Marvel and Star Wars news follow us on all the various social media networks and just hit us up online we love to talk movies love to talk movies with you especially Disney Pixar Marvel and Star with that, guys, thank you for listening to episode two, season two of the Diz Insiders, the Decast. Listening to a member of the Disney Podcast Family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts.